Hey, Will. Yeah. I feel fancy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Sports podcast. This is episode 102 for the week of November 26th, 2019. Just going to put it out there. Happy early Thanksgiving, everybody. And uh, don't get killed during Black Friday shopping. It's going to be exciting. But uh, my name is Josh, a.k.a. J.K. Fire, and this week I'm joined by the beautiful man in the beautiful Hippocampus t-shirt, Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you on this Sunday evening? Doing fine, man. How are you? You know, that intro got me hyped up. Yeah. Ready to roll? Oh, I'm ready to rock and roll. So I got to ask, are you going out on Black Friday? The plan is yes. Well, okay, I'm... I'm a bad person, okay? I'm one of those people who actually does like to shop on Thanksgiving. Oh, so you're going out the day before. Yeah, I'm that guy. You got to get those deals. Yeah, but I mean, like, it. part of me feels bad because I, I used to work in a retail space, right? So I know the, the stupidity of, oh... I just had food with my family. I was supposed to spend time with family today. Now I have to go right to work, work a probably late night and deal with potentially some mean people. Now in my time in retail spaces, like I never really dealt with mean individuals. Like people usually are just there to get what they want and get out. Right. People don't like lines. So they want to get what they want. They want to get in line. They want to get the hell out the store. And in the circuit, like both as a, uh, customer service representative and as somebody who shops like I get the people that are in that role you know I don't want to be mean to them I'm just in to get my stuff get in line get out so as long as I can make things as easy as I can for the CSR in that retail position the better for me and then since I've been in that position before you know just be nice don't be pushing don't be shoving get what you want get in line get out simple as that easy easy yeah long story short yes i will be shopping all right yep how about yourself are you what are you planning on doing i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna do because part of me doesn't want to go out on thursday night yeah and i have to work friday oh so i'm like i'd be late to the shopping everything's probably gonna be gone for whatever deals they are sure well uh spoiler alert here so that our episodes release on tuesdays um for those who don't know, but a lot of the deals besides like actual door busters that you need to be there at that specific time for the retail location, a lot of deals have gone live today. Yeah. A lot went, went early. So like I got my, I got my brother-in-law completely taken care of and, uh, they had that. So the Xbox one S with star Wars Jedi fallen order, right? Um, hundred bucks off. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Was it two ninety nine? Yeah. So now it's one ninety nine. And you get the brand new Star Wars game included. That's pretty sick, right? Pretty awesome. Now, that deal is available now. The quote-unquote doorbuster is the same thing with a $40 gift card for whatever retailer you go to. So, oh. like, GameStop will give you a gift card. Target will give you a gift card. But, like, that's the, the doorbuster aspect. The basic deal, live right now. Controllers, if you want an Xbox One or PS4 controller, 40 bucks right now. Think, like, all the colors. Check them out. God of War, I repurchased it. $9.99. What? That's it. What? Yeah. Are you going to play God of War again? I I'm, plan on it, yeah. Why are you My going, PS4 Pro. Why are you going back through it? I just, 
I missed it. Like we talked about it every now and again on, on this show, like just one-on-one, you know, and the new game plus thing came out. That story was fantastic. Maybe there are little things that I miss, little details. Yeah, kind of want to go back and play it. Okay. Yeah. But that's besides the point. Josh. Yes. Let's get into it. What do we got on this episode? On this episode of HCS Pro Talk, we have Halo Tournament announcements. We have also tournament recaps, including the HDL or Halo Draft League season finals. That's right. The season has come to a close. We're going to crown the champion. We have the HCS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket or HBTCASB for short matchup number three results. And the HGS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket or HPTCASB for short matchup number four discussion. It's going to be Snakebite going up against APG. We're going to talk about that later on in the show. We also have Reach on MCC and PC clarifications. And video games! Will and I played some of them that aren't Halo related, although Will looks like he played some Halo. We're going to talk about that later. Before further ado, we're going to start the show off with COD and other games I'll watch. Well, what do we got? Well, there's nothing. And that's it for COD and other games I'll watch. Yeah, that was uh, not a whole lot going on. We're still waiting for the first event to kick off. I'm excited. But it's time for some competitive news. First and foremost, we have the Halo Community Series is back. This is by the HCS at Smash.gg. Halo is back in 2019. 343 Industries and Microsoft Store are proud to announce the Halo Community Series, a collection of Halo MCC and Halo 5 tournaments hosted each month at all North American Microsoft Store locations. We have partnered with 343 to provide in-game rec packs and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscriptions as prizing for our event winners. Participate each month in a different game and game mode from all Halo titles. We'll be uh, hosting two different events on Sunday, November 24th, which is literally the day we're recording. But uh, there's an MCC Halo 1 2v2 and a Halo 5 free-for-all SWAT. Kind of little, little weird things there. I like it, though. I like seeing the the creativity, I guess you could say. Um, So, yeah, th- those happened... Today, as a matter of fact, and then also, here's what you would win. If you did win, this is what you got. For the Halo 1 2v2, first, second, third, and fourth place all took home six months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And then for the free-for-all SWAT in Halo 5, first place took home 10 Platinum Rec Packs, second place was five Platinum Rec Packs, and third and fourth got three Platinum Rec Packs. So, yeah. In other words, the reason why we're talking about this right now, even though it already happened, technically speaking, is because these are going to be happening monthly. So stay tuned for what Halo title and game mode is going to be chosen next. Maybe we'll get some Halo 4. I doubt it. Okay, moving on. Europa Halo presents the Halo Wars 2 Mithrilian Flood Tournament. This tournament is for invited players only. The purpose of this tournament is to promote the Mithrilian Flood mod and test the balance of it. This mod contains balance changes and an additional flood faction, currently only available to PC. So check out the tournament page linked in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. You can download the mod that's included and uh, check all this fun stuff out for yourself. Then we have the SWAT Miss V2 by Halo SWAT Nation. That's right, SWAT Miss is back, this time bigger and better. A tournament where you sign up solo and get a random teammate that also signed up for a chance at your piece of a $1,000 prize pool. So how will I know my teammate? 
When registration closes, you will find out your teammate via uh, via an on-stream raffle, if I can speak, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on December 11th at twitch.tv forward slash naptimes. That's with a Z. Special thanks to our co-host content for, uh, that's with a K, content with a K, it's a person, you know. Uh, for casting and the MVP prizes. It's a $1,000 USD prize pool. First, second, third split, 500, 300, and 200 respectively. What's the format? All SWAT weapons, 25 kills to win. Game type is use appropriate weapon indicated in the bracket. Maps include snowy renditions made by 343 will be uploaded into the Twitch nap times with the Z file share. Well, snowy renditions, ooh, like it. But when is it? The tournament will take place Sunday, December 15th, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Registration deadline is Wednesday the 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bracket will also be posted immediately after the deadline, same date and time, on stream after the seed shuffle, which determines if you'll be hosting your lobby. So what are the rules? It will work as follows. It'll be a double elimination tournament. Report all scores to nap times or PS, uh, Pius Rampage on Twitch. The rules for this and all other SWAT Nation tournaments can be found in the rules page. By signing up, you acknowledge you've read and agreed to the rules. You're responsible for showing up to your round at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's the start time for the tournament. That's it for the competitive news. Upcoming tournaments of the week include on Saturday, November 30th, we have the Land Hero Halo 3 2v2. Check it out, smash.gg. Link that's provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Check it out. Without further ado, Will, what did we normally start the show off with? Rustermania! All right, guys, let's get into it. We have some Halo Draft League playoff teams. That's really all we have, so let's go through them. Um, my Halo Academia is going to include Barbie Boy, Nikolai Nightmare, and... I learned how to say this dude's name, and I already forgot. Somebody posted it. But is it, it's like. I totally forgot. Yeah, it's Eurasian or Ragin. Either way, You're in Trouble includes Dane Warlord O and Out B Spectre. Relentless was Neuronical, Pider, QX, and The Bad Kid. Then Quit the Build, Beastish, Floppy, or Floppy, Mopst. I don't know how to say that one. And uh, Will Mannion. So there you go. And that's all we have for Roster Mania this week. Very nice, Will. Thanks. Anytime. <laughs> what you know, are we... What? You know, I just want to say, there's a, there's a, four teams, right? Four or four teams. Four I still teams. messed up some names. Like, you come did. on. You did. But it, so the reason why we're talking about them is because obviously the, the season finals took place, but we haven't talked about like if there were any changes, so on and so forth to these rosters. So why not give a little mania slash recap, even though we didn't use the soundbite for recap here. Into Halo Draft League. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. yeah, you. You yeah, you got me. Hey, Will, I got a question for you. Yeah. What do we got for the Tournament League recaps of the week? All right. So first off, we have Penn Halo 2, 2v2 benefit for the Real Vital Tournament results. And... Let's run through the teams and placing. So 5th through 8th was SEAL Team 2, which included Baffy and Sheriff. We had Team Popcorn Chicken, which was Bentley and Shaolin. We had Zippers Down, which was The Herder and Cook Eats 4. And then XBC Nation, which was Zyph and Sep7. 3rd through 4th, you had Team The Family, which was I'm Your Dad and I'm Your Mom. And mm-hmm. 
which included Preston and You're Hella Bad. Mm-hmm. Second place went to Chasing Victory, Fiery and Stevis or Stevis. They didn't, they, they were so close. They chased. They, I was going to make the same joke, but I held back. I'm glad you went there. There you go. Uh, first place went to Yawn, which include Mines and Gun Type. Uh, bracket will be included. Supplied by NoobCabo.com. Shout out to Maddie. Next tournament was Halo Wars 2 World Series results. 7th through 8th, Super Squid 333, Allied Frazier. And Allied Frazier. It kind of all sounded yes. like it rolled into one there. 5th yeah. <laughs> through 6th was Power Mose 114 and Cars and Cameras. 4th went to Diverse. 3rd went to EOD Spartan Seb, which we covered all that last week, I believe. We did. But so we finally yes. have a winner. We do. So it was Almorente 99 and Rock Generation in the finals. Yes. Rock Generation was, was coming from the losers. From losers, yep. Yep. So winning two best of fives, obviously your winner then is Rock Generation. Both were three twos. Both were three twos. So like we said last week, the two went up against each other. The first best of five went three to two going to Rock Generation. And since they'd been going for so long, they postponed the final best of five until today and yeah rock generation won again three two crazy it was absolutely bonkers and rock generation is officially the first ever europa halo halo wars 2 world champion congratulations the twitch vods will be included if you're into halo wars 2 go check it out i'm sure amazing series they were great they were great. Go take a look. Especially when you have two best of fives that both go 3-2. That's insane. Yeah. And you got Almorente 99 and Rock Generation who have been at the top for the, you know, they, they're like the toxin splice of Halo, of yep. Halo 5, you know. They're they're both at the top always going against each other. It's great to see the competition between these two. So They're masters of their craft. Yes. All right, moving on. We have Halo Project Brazil Season 2 Halo 5 2v2 number one results. Jesus, a lot of numbers, titles. lots of numbers. So second went to Spartans and first went to one V one kids and they didn't, the kids uh, did not drop a single map. Yep. So it's pretty fucking insane. Yeah. Um, all right. So as we hinted to before, we have the halo draft league playoffs and let's run through them to start off. We had my halo academia go up against you're in trouble. It was a three O going to my halo academia. My Halo Academia also went up against Relentless. It was a 3-0 to Relentless. So is this a... It's not a playoff then, so to speak. Like, a, it's not a single elim- elimination playoff? No, is it, it wasn't. like a bracket? Yeah, there was a bracket, I so believe. So it's, it's more of a tournament to end the year. Like, these teams It seemed the like tournament. it, yes. Okay. Because the next match you're about to talk about, the Relentless versus Quit the Build, winner went to the grand final. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was it was set up as a bracket rather yep. than um. Yep. Makes sense now. All right. So Relentless then went up against Quit the Build after beating My Halo Academia. It was a four-one going to Relentless. Yes. So Relentless are now in the grand final and they're waiting for the winner of what's going to be the losers. Yep. Bracket basically. Um. So My Halo Academia went up against Quit the Build. It was a four-one going to My Halo Academia. So we have our grand finals. Yes which is My Halo Academia against Relentless. Series went 4-1 to Relentless, and they become your HDL season champions. They were dominant the whole time. 
That's uh, that's what it looks like from the just from the scoreline. There were some games that had some like short that had some slow starts for them, but once they got started, like once they got heated up, it was it was over. Some close games in there too, though, to be completely honest. But no, it was good. Yeah. Well, congratulations to Relentless. Congratulations. I'm I'm curious. Um, I wish we would have kept the dollar value of players to see how it kind of worked yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, we uh, can always go back and we could, check. We too. could. Yep. I mean, uh, I definitely might want to do that. See what's uh, see what's going on. Yes. All right, and then the last tournament we were. We're going to talk about, but don't. looks like we don't have results for it yet. Correct. I believe it's, it's currently going on. going on right now. Yes, it is. It's the SWAT Nation SWATiversary 2v2 results, so look forward to those next week. Yes. And we can tell you who wins. I saw uh, Batchford was playing. He was. Made it pretty far from his tweets. So, so we'll, see, we'll see how things shake out. Absolutely. And that's all we have for tournament and league recaps of the week. Thank you, Will. It's you're not so for... Welcome. What? Oh, I was going to say, you're so welcome. <laughs> Will? Yeah. I'm sorry for interrupting you. It's fine. It's, it happens. Right. Uh, topic of the week or topics of the week. We have two of them. HGS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket or HPT CASB for short matchup number three results. This is Frosty going up against Ace. We delivered it last week. We put out a poll on Twitter. And the results are drum roll, please, Will. It's like, how long was that going to go for? Who's the winner, Josh? The winner is, and says Frosty. It's Frosty. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a, a strong vote for Frosty there. 74% to 26%. Congratulations, Frosty, on making it through to the next round. So the last I checked, we had 36 votes, but that was like Wednesday night. We had, we had like over 60, I think. Okay. Total. Nice. Yeah. Um. Hey, Will. Yes, sir. It's time for our HTS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket or HPT CSB for short matchup number four discussion. This is Snakebite going up against APG. I think this one's going to be a, a closer one. You think so? A closer one. I'll say. Cl- all right. I was going to say because I don't, but hey, hey who hey, knows? You know, um, it all comes up to I'm the gonna Twitter say, poll anyway. I'm going to say more like 65-35. But we'll, Ooh. You know, but that's it's still closer, but. Sure. Okay. What do you want to start with? You know, um, let's just start with APG here. Dope. <laughs> Are you? Okay. Do you want me to start it off? Let me. Okay, I'll I'll bring up my usual stats. All right, you bring up the, the stats. The KDAs and the KD. You you bring up the stats. I'll break through. I'll go through tournaments, and then let's swap for Snakebite. How about that? Okay. Sound good? Sure. Cool. What are the stats? All right, so. KAD for Snakebite was a... APG. Or, or KDA for APG was a <laughs> 1.60 for Snakebite. It's, uh, uh, do you want me to just say it all right now? Sure. Go ahead. was a 1.75. All right. So clearly uh, someone had... Someone was a better assisting teammate. Again, this was just Halo 5. Correct. Just Halo 5. Um, both these players went far... I think a little farther back in H2A and... Yes. Um you know, farther into three than what we've seen some of our other competitors do. Absolutely. Um, during the span of Halo 5, neither of these players broke into the top 10 for KD, which I was surprised to see. They were just good teammates, though. 
Very true. Overall, like a one point seven five and a one point six is nothing to scoff at. No, not at all. What are what are their what are their KDs? Did you get that? They were below. They were around the just one mark. Yeah. So Snakebite was a one point oh two. Yeah. APG was a point nine. Ooh, and that's through Halo Five. It's through Halo Five. That's correct. And if I'm not mistaken, okay. So tournament stuff, right? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna. I'll do APGs. You do snake bites. So for ABG, Halo 2 Anniversary, all right? Started off really, really, really well, right? MCC Launch Invitational coming in hot. Believe the hype. Believe it indeed because they got first place. That's fantastic, isn't it? You know what never happened again? First place. Him getting first place. Yeah. So Iron Games Columbus, fifth. UGC St. Louis, ninth. Gamers Forgiving, ninth through twelfth. But hey, ever since going to Noble Black at that Gamers Forgiving event, they bounced back a little bit, taking third at PAX East, second at Iron Games Atlanta, this time making a change to Denial. HTS Indianapolis, third. And the HTS Season 2 finals, third. They, okay. also, they also took a third at the HTS Season 1 finals. So pretty consistent after that. I think that was at PAX East. Oh, was that PAX East? I think it was. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I just had it labeled different. It's perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, ever since getting that first place finish, the very first MCC event didn't really happen again past that. So we go to Halo 5, and things don't really go in APG's favor. A lot of roster changes, a lot of team different, like a lot of team changes, he took a break in Halo 5 as well. So, here we go. Iron Games Daytona, first place. Guess what their team name was? Was it Believe the Hype? Daytona! Oh. I don't remember that. Yep. <laughs> that's that's that was. It was like a hot, it was just a, like a makeshift team right then and there. They just named themselves Daytona. Nice. Um. X Games Aspen, 5th through 8th on Liquid. They get another top 8 finish at the Halo World Championship 2016 on Liquid. So, he makes he makes a change over to Straight Rippin'. He was on this team for quite some time. Well, actually, if I'm not mistaken, after this Liquid roster, he went to join Optic Gaming, and then I think he left... Or something happened between the liquid thing and the optic thing, but either way, optic didn't last. They got picked up, you know, they picked up the the winning team, that CLG roster, but that's besides the point. Okay. On straight ripping, HCS Las Vegas and UGC St. Louis on fourth place. Las Vegas, uh, this was ME, I forgot the name, whatever, doesn't really matter, top six. Halo World Championship 2017, fourth. Not bad. World Championship event, fourth place. That's not bad at all. But then, UMG Daytona, DreamHack Atlanta, DreamHack Denver, MLG Orlando, MLG Columbus, and Worlds 2018. All but one of those events were a top six finish. The other one was a top eight. So, ABG really not doing a whole lot in the Halo 5 era. But then things took a turn. As soon as he joined one of the all-time dominant rosters ever with Tox. 
So going back to Halo 5 here. Yeah. Um, I mean, MLG New Orleans in 2018, HCS London, and the HCS Series Final. Okay. So when they ended Halo 5, those were that was a third, fourth, and third place. So, I mean, I feel like he was bouncing back at, at that point. Sure. He's doing better. So Halo 3. Halo 3. He joins a roster that, uh, I don't know if any, well, have you heard of this team? It's, they're called, uh, they're, they're called Toke. Tox gaming? Oh, it's Tox game. Tox, it's Tox. Yeah. So uh, they win a lot. And, you know, not only did they win a lot in Halo 5 without APG, they also won a lot in Halo 3 with APG. So UGC's Halo Classic, they took first. At the HCS Invitational, they took second. DreamHack Dallas, they took first. Face Ignite, they took first. UGC's Halo Classic Atlantic City. Oh, they took third. The first time Tox was outside of the top two in a long, long time. That is very correct. And DreamHack Atlanta, they took first. Convincingly. So, yeah. That team doesn't like to lose. So, he found yeah. his he found his roster. And, and as soon as he went back to Halo 3, which is where... He had a great going as well, like not during the HCS era. Obviously, we can't talk about that in the scheme of things here. But the fact that it went back to that, he's a great player overall. This it, it feels like throughout the HCS era, like look, he, APG started off strong with H2A, right? I yeah. mean, first MCC launch, third at the Season 1 Finals, second in Iron, Iron Games, third at PGL, and then third at the season two finals. I mean, those aren't bad placings no, at all. No, not at all. That was, and you what you have CLG at the time just dominating. And EG. And EG, yes. Yes, EG was the one like the powerhouse during the H two A time. And then Halo Five. You you're right. I think his placings weren't necessarily indicative of his skill. Yes. It, yeah. It, I think it was the team, the team bouncing, the teammates surrounding right. him weren't always top echelon and APG. I feel like that's why I brought up towards the end of Halo five. I mean, he went from getting fifth and sixth placings up to that third and fourth, which means because he felt like he was on a roster that stuck together is what I would say. And, uh, it, I mean the fact that when Tox moved to H three, that they picked him up, there's something to say about his skill and who he is as a player there. Oh too. yeah. But should we move on to the snake bite placings? Let's do it up. All what right. do you got? So, H2A, Iron Games Columbus first. UGC St. Louis, second. Season 1 final, second. PGL Indy, second. And HGS Season 2 final, second. So, Iron Games Atlanta, they took fifth. Yeah, so I, I when I went through, I took, like, top placings. Oh, okay, just top. So, I didn't go through everything. Okay. But... You have a couple in there. Iron Games Atlanta was fifth. Yep, and then uh, the MCC launch invitational, they took third, and it was STK before they got purchased by CLG. So it's still CLG. All right, moving into Halo 5. I mean, you talk about a dynasty and legacy. You want to know the note that I put on here? Yeah, what do you got? Like, I obviously want you to go through them, but this is literally the note that I got in here. They didn't really lose much, like we talked about with Frosty and Royal 2. 
Yes. Yeah, that, that's so, the literal note that I put. So let's run through it. X Games, Aspen, second. Halo World Champion, 2016, first. Uh, Pro League Summer Finals, first. ESA Orange County, first. Pro League Fall Finals, second. UGC St. Louis, uh, this was in 2017, first. Halo World Championship, 2017, first. UMG Daytona, 2017, second. Uh, 2017 Pro League Summer Finals, second. Pro League 2017 Fall Finals, first. MLG Orlando 8, 2018, second. Halo World Champion 2018, second. MLG New Orleans, second. HCS London, first. And then HCS Series Finals, the last Halo 5 event they took first. So just... It's pretty good. Dominate. (laughs) Yeah. Um, When we talk about the players themselves, I feel like they're both good teammates. Yes. They play a lot of that support. They're both great situationally as well. Yep. And when um, you look at these two, now they're on the same team, right? They're both on talks. Um, they just, they gel. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, if it, it's one of those things, like, they lost Frosty yep. moving into Halo 3, and APG just came in and has done a phenomenal job. Right. Fitting in with that squad, doing the work. And if you think about it, they've been friends for, like, like Snakebite, Royal 2, APG. They've been friends since... Way back. I'm talking about, like, way back Halo 3 original days, okay? Because they, they've been competing for a very, very long time. And those friendships last forever. So, yes, like you said, he was able to come in, feel, um, what else, what am I trying to say here? Feel comfortable being in that space, being on that team. The thing that, um, you know, the, the stat you brought up throughout Halo 5, you know, APG had a less than 1.0 KD. Yes. Um, the KDA. The KDA was decent. Wasn't bad at all. No. And I feel like, you know, that can be a, maybe attributed attributed to the, the team switching and maybe not having consistent teammates. Maybe he wasn't sure. getting the help. The You know, the bait and switch wasn't as as good as before, and he wasn't getting those kills and slaying out like he, he probably could have. Right. And the other thing, too, um, is that... So when teams... This is going to be kind of hard to talk, like to say, maybe to get my point across here. I think you're going to get what I'm saying, the Will. Uh, so KDA, pretty mm-hmm. big for both these players, right? Yeah. You hear people saying all the time they're on pro teams that you can't just have somebody, like, you can't just depend on your stats of having more kills winning you games. Because that's not what happens, right? You can have an objective game. Oh, yeah. You can have a, right, you can have a CTF, you can have an oddball game where you're, I'll just say CTF, for example. You can have a CTF game where your team is just out slaying the shit out of the opposite team, Right. If the opposite team gets those couple setups that they need, get those couple pulls that they need, and they win the game. And you you look at it, and you look at the stat line, you're like, how is that even possible? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But you go back and you watch that, and you're like, sure, they might not be getting the kills, but the kills that they do get are the ones that matter. So, oh, you killed the guy that had sniper. That just broke up their entire setup, right? You killed the guy that had rockets, broke up their entire setup. And you look at... um. Shotzi's philosophy, if you're dying on their side of the map, that's not a bad thing. You can then respawn on your side and push again. Yep. If you're constantly putting pressure on the base, that means they're constantly playing defense. And you, your team might be dying a lot, but you're keeping them back. Exactly. 
And on a strongholds game in Halo Five specifically, that can be huge. If you haven't spawned, if you haven't just kept to one stronghold, you only need two to win. So, yeah, that's makes perfect sense. All right, poll will go up. Uh, I think Josh posts them Wednesday at noon yes. Central Time. Yep. So look for that. Decide who wins this matchup and moves on in the bracket. I don't know if the H-P-T-C-A-S-B. For short. For short. <laughs> no, I, your vote. I agree with you that this one could probably be closer. Um, because like, like we talked about, it's not all about stat lines, you know? And he, like if we looked at it purely statistically, then yes, Snakebite would win this hands down. It wouldn't be a conversation. But the fact is, you can still have a conversation because APG was a great talent, is a great talent, right? We Remember when we talked about all the time, like towards, well, actually, when we first started the show to the end of Halo 5, right? And we always talked about, why are people still doubting APG's skill? It's talked about all the time, right? Then he gets on talks, and they win immediately, and we're like, yeah, this is why you don't doubt him. He's a phenomenal player. He just needed to be on that roster. Like, he needs to be on that, on a caliber roster that, dare I say, deserves him. You know? He's a great player. He's been grinding since day one. He's he's fantastic. And I do hope this poll is closer. Because he deserves it. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's what I got to say. All right. Shall we move on, Will? Let's do it. All righty, then. It's time for some regular news. Okay, so, Will, I'm just going to tell you flat out. This article was very long. And I'm not talking about, like, that five years of HCS long. This felt longer than that. So I went through, I trimmed it up, okay? It's still pretty long, but I did the best I could to trim out as much as I could while still getting points across. Sound good? All right. All right. So in other words, listeners, this is another moment where this is big news. It's about MCC on PC and Reach on PC. I recommend get a snack, get something to drink, sit back, relax, or enjoy your commute to work or coming from work. In other words, just enjoy this segment. Here we go. This is the MCC development update for November 2019. This is by Postums on Hover, uh, HaloWaypoint.com. And I quote, Flight 3 Recap. Since the announcement of the release date for Halo Reach, there's been a lot of discussion in the community around topics of interest from this flight. Specifically, there are several key areas where players would like to see improvements, but we'd like to assure everyone that the core Halo Reach experience is shaping up great for both Xbox One and PC. The team has been working hard on these areas and is aiming to bring additional updates and features to the game post-launch as we continue to improve MCC over time. We want to thank the community who helped by participating in our flights. Over the course of the entire flight, users submitted the better part of 3,000 individual tickets via the Halo support site. Because of the reports provided on the Halo support site, we've been able to pinpoint bugs encountered ahead of launch. From this flight, the team was able to build improvements to our feedback pipeline and further streamline how we can iterate and build patches to hotfix items mid-flight. 
This is something we are working to consist to constantly improve. We're continually striving to be quicker and more efficient to respond to issues raised by the community as we move more and more to a live service model. As we approach launch and look toward the future of the game updates the team is planning to release, we want to discuss the status of some of the hot topics and share some insights into what you can expect. Mouse input issues. The flight we just completed was behind our current release code base, so many of the improvements have already been implemented and should address a lot of the feedback here. That said, the team is currently investigating and iterating on multiple ways to further improve mouse and keyboard input between now and launch. Our early results from initial testing from rings one and two are very promising, and the team is confident, um, has confidence in how these investigations are progressing. We're committed to making this a great PC experience and will continue iterating on mouse and keyboard changes and flighting them post-launch if needed. As we look toward uh, launch on December 3rd, we feel that overall mouse input will be greatly improved over what many experienced in Flight 3. Okay, so they reiterated on this from the last post that we talked about last week. They basically believe that they have everything figured out for launch, and this should not be an issue. If there is, they'll flight them afterward. Controller aim assist on PC. We are, curr- we are not currently planning to make changes to auto-aim when using a controller on PC. The team is currently investigating the best way to handle input types, keyboard and mouse, controller, or both, when playing. If we make any changes to magnetism and aim assist values for controller, it will close some doors and create a new set of challenges to work through. We have heard from the community about a suggested opt-in option and are discussing the impacts this would have on matchmaking by splitting up the population and increasing search times. If we do choose to pursue an opt-in feature after launch, it will require a good bit of time to design, implement, and test. And of course, if any such changes are made, it would also need to go through flighting for additional feedback and validation. Okay, before I continue, I'm just going to say this again. I know I ranted about it before. This is going to be quick. If you're not going to have an opt-in feature and you're complaining about potentially splitting up user bases, you're already doing that by not enabling crossplay between Xbox and PC users. Plain and simple. You're already splitting up your user base. Halo has been on PC before, and looking back to the CE and Halo 2 PC titles, both shipped with a similar level of controller and mouse magnetism and aim assist. Players on these titles could play with a controller or a mouse and keyboard against each other, just like what's offered at Reach today. Again, I'm going to keep this short. Both of those games were not played competitively either. Halo Reach on PC could be played competitively. Therefore, don't use those as your bar. Do better. There are two key design mechanics at play depending on which method of input player a player uses in Halo Reach. Player magnetism is what gives the reticule a gentle nudge to stick to a hit location. Pretty much every shooter on the market has some degree of magnetism to assist players. This code only applies to controllers because it is substantially harder to aim with a controller relative to the precision offered by a mouse. Aim assist is a degree of bullet bending that is applied when players shoot at opponents to ensure a shot that is close enough registers as a hit and is core to how Halo weapons like the Needler work. This code is the same across both controller and mouse and keyboard inputs. Nice to have that clarification. I like that. Variable frame rates. 
In the last PC flight, we were able to further test our experimental implementation of variable frame rate, VFR, and the feature does not meet our quality expectations. We are always new and stated that some of these features would be a bit dicey given that the underlying games are old, nine years in this case, and were designed to run at 30 FPS on a fixed platform, Xbox 360. The way VFR was built for Halo Reach on PC created a variety of negative side effects and issues ranging from increased mouse input delay, which is the opposite of what should happen, to instability. The team has been hard at work on fundamental improvements which are showing up very promising results in Ring 1 and 2 flighting. We know this is a very important feature for the community, and with some recent refinements, VFR will be included at launch. Based on the recent improvements receiving positive feedback, we wanted players to have the option to use the experimental VFR option on day one. We look forward to your feedback, and we'll continue to monitor this closely post-launch. Okay, I'm going to keep this short again, and uh, pay close attention to the word experimental. Will, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. When Reach on PC and MCC on PC was announced, correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm not trying to sound like an asshole, but correct me if I'm wrong here. Didn't they consistently say that they are going to be making these like with all PC features that everybody expects? I believe so. Okay. Now, as of last blog post that we talked about last week, they updated the terminology instead of just saying variable frame rate to experimental variable frame rate. I don't believe I've seen that word used in any other post that they've done besides last week's and today. So pay very close attention to that because it seems like they have a lot more work to continually do on that. And variable frame rate is a PC-centric feature that should be there at launch fully functional. So, cool. It's there, and it's going to be at launch, but they're still saying it's experimental, which makes me believe it's not done. So there's probably still going to be issues. Can't wait for people to blow up on that one. We know this is a very... Oh, wait, hold on. Let me see. You're on audio issues. Thank you. I, I didn't know if I read that second bullet point or not. I did. Thank you. Audio issues. To update Halo Reach for X. Oh, this. Remember when. Okay. So side note here. Beth put high tech redneck. You should check out her uh, daily, her um, weekly clips on YouTube that we, that we touch on at the end of the show. Um, did you see the clip that she posted? Oh, yeah, with the... the yeah, it just did you say like, it sounded like a rave or something that yeah, was going on? Like, yeah, it sounded terrible. Oh, my God. Okay, audio issues. To update Halo Reach for Xbox One and PC required entirely changing the encoding for the game's audio, which has resulted in it sounding different from the original release. We are aware that areas of the title don't sound like uh, what you or we ideally want them to. It will take some time to work through solutions to improve the overall experience for audio, that and that work is already underway. When it is ready, we will flight to test the fixes we can make prior to updating the title. We also plan to go into more detail on our Reach Audio journey in a later blog. We did recently fix an issue with Dynamic Audio that we also saw some of the community report. This fix will be in, uh, in for launch. It has been reported to be improved for in our Ring 1 and 2 flights. Will, we're two weeks out. And they're not done. 
and they're going to flight more changes. Will, we're two weeks out. It's audio. Oh my good Lord. Okay. Server latency issues. This was a topic that we received many tickets on over the duration of the last flight. To help address players having poor matchmaking experiences, we were planning to upgrade the servers in the data centers for our launch. We also are continuing to investigate and make improvements based on reports surrounding server latency, delays, and various network-related issues before launch. We intend to have several improvements made before December 3rd, but since we feel this is an area that can always be improved on, as I flip my physical piece of paper in my hand, We'll continue listening and chasing down reports and doing additional work as needed. We're also planning to speak more on this subject in a later blog. I will commend them for this. I think having more servers is obviously fantastic. We know that online games nowadays have a lot of server issues come launch. This is a big move coming to a PC. Looks like they have a lot of precautions in place. I commend them and respect them for this effort. Server selection. We understand that players from all over the world want to compete on equal footing, and we have work to do to improve the server experience for players in some of the regions that Halo was played in. Beyond the improvements listed above, we also want to offer more choices in how players connect to servers in Halo MCC, and we will look to offer ways for players to specifically to specify preferences. We need to find a good balance between load balancing servers, ensuring a healthy matchmaking population, and giving players more ways to choose where they want to play. We will continue to listen and explore options for improving the multiplayer experience in Halo MCC month over month. So, I believe this strictly has to do with, like, the um, the European players connecting to U.S. servers and latency being fucking terrible, right? So, basically, that paragraph was, we're working on it, we'll let you know. That's what I got. Push to talk. We will have an, an initial implementation for this uh, of this for launch on PC with plans to expand on this later. For now, this will be hard bound to the V key and pressing and holding the V key will enable the mic to talk. Releasing turns your mic off. On console, your mic will be always on. We are looking to expand push to talk to console as part of the post-launch work. That I'm okay with. Yeah, that's Because it's, push to talk isn't usually for console. So nope. if, as long as they're looking to add that yes. as a bonus feature for console, great. Yes. It is in there at launch, and it sounds like it works. Thumbs up. VSync. Based on user reports associated with sendings options, we identified an issue with VSync in some scenarios where it was not functioning appropriately. In some cases, it was not appropriately being turned off and, it, and added additional input latency because of it. We believe to have fixed this issue, and we'll discuss it more again in the future. We will continue to monitor feedback after launch and address concerns and bugs that may come up with this feature. Okay. Sounds like it's fixed. Can't wait to see it. Getting stuck in menus and miscellaneous crashes. We believe these known issues reported during the flight have been fixed for launch. The team has spent a significant amount of time investigating and resolving issues related to this over the past two weeks. Many of these were resolved in the most recent mid-flight update, but the ones we have investigated and were able to reproduce have been fixed at this time. Absolutely fantastic. Love to see it. So, important recap of things to know before the launch on December 3rd. PC Forge and Theater are coming online for Halo Reach later next year. Forge and Theater will be available on Xbox One as of December 3rd. <sighs> okay. PC file share uploads will not be active at launch. Okay. UGC migration of over 6.2 million maps and modes happened this year, and that content will be accessible in-game as of 12.3. 
All right. As stated previously, PCs Forge and Theater require a lot of heavy lifting to make functional and feel good on PC. This work is extensive and sometime, uh, and something the teams are hard at work on making right. To do so, this required these two features coming to PC later in this game's life cycle next year. This also includes the ability to upload to file shares on PC, which will not be available at launch. Instead, those will be brought online once some security feature work is done. All right, so I see that this article goes on to more things, but that's kind of the end of the what's on release, right? Well, the progression. Well, progression, but that's going to be like in-game. These are like, that's basically what features, you know, yes. we're done with the features. So I understand you are upset and a lot of the community is upset about things that aren't going to be in the game. Yeah, at launch. And what in my mind, I'm not upset anymore. I was like, why? I was frustrated at first, but I, thinking about it and realizing 343 said they're releasing this when it's done. Out of nowhere, we get a date. And now it's like, oh, fix, 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 fix. I I feel like this is not 343's fault. No, it's Microsoft's more than likely. So we talked I'm about not, that last week. I know. So me personally, I'm not upset that there's going to be flighting and fixes later. It's going to be just like the MCC launch, the actual MCC launch where things are just broken and everyone's going to say, oh, screw this. And they're finally going to fix everything besides uh, besides Halo 1, right? And then everybody will be happy and come back to it. That's It's, it's going to be the standard Halo release and progression of things. Why should we expect anything different at this point? I hated literally everything that you just said. Because it's true? Because that's the way it shouldn't be. I know, but it's... that's why that's why you should be upset. That's why I'm upset. That's why thousands of other people are upset. People will. I'm going to break it down for you. When this game releases on PC and it's not working fully, people are going to scream. Top streamers are going to scream. Okay, if it gets fixed, you do realize that other games come out over the year, right? Oh yeah. Okay, so. Let's say it gets fixed next year. Let's say it's fully fixed next year. All right. Awesome. What time next year is it going to be fully fixed? Because if I'm not mistaken, we have Cyberpunk coming out next year. That's going to be a pretty big game that people are going to be spending a lot of time with. Uh, I'm pretty sure The Last of Us Part 2 comes out next year. Um, Let's see. I'm pretty sure Halo Infinite comes out next year. Hmm. A new Call of Duty releases next year. Oh, yeah. Huh. So different, different MCC titles are coming to PC next year. Suppose, well, apparently you have one shot. Eminem references aside, you, <laughs> you, you realistically have one shot at this. Right. And I said last week, middle and end of the show that I'm not trying to shit on three, four, three, because like you said, it's not them. It's not their fault. At least that's what it seems like. Because you're right. We got a date out of nowhere. It's like, what? It has to be coming from top down, being like, here's our roadmap. In other words, here's like Microsoft saying, here's what our roadmap is. This is when we expect you to have everything out because Infinite comes out at the end of next year. So, hey, what do you got? Right? Yeah. So I will continue to be mad 
and upset at this entire situation until something releases complete on day one. And I, I don't, I'm not going to have that mindset of, oh, but it's just the way things are now. In my mind, it's, well, there's nothing I can do to change it. So why be mad? Right. I mean, we can voice our opinions, but I'm not going to get myself upset over, sure. over, uh, what, seven, nine, whatever, however old game I'm, I'm going to play the campaign. I'm probably not going to do anything competitive with reach. It's right. So for you, it doesn't affect you very much. No, but for others, it does. I understand. But again, you can voice your opinion, but I, I just don't. People get so outraged at it, and it, it's right. It, I mean, part of it's rightfully so because they're not doing what they said they were going to do. But then again, I, it's not. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. You can just go around in circles about yeah. being mad. Yep, and I do. I do all the time. We'll have other games to play. I honestly, we will. Look, Star Wars look, is great. MCC coming to PC is fantastic for Halo. Yep. But can be, I feel like it's too late already. And then we're, we're only getting, it's one of the most purchased games on steam already until it comes out broken. Yep. And then guess what steam has refunds. Unlike any other platform that you would have bought MCC on steam does have refunds. True statement. I want to see how that goes. Yep. Anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt your, the article. No, you're fine. To stay how I felt about it. Like, thank you. Seriously, thank you for stating that. And I, I get, I get, like, don't get me wrong. I am. It is dumb that these features aren't available mm-hmm. and that they need to fix things after launch. But again, for me, it's not. They're, they're I feel like they they were doing everything they could, and then they got a date, and then they're like, "Oh crap, this isn't ready," and we're trying to get these features implemented. And that's the thing, like, when you rush a studio, it just things don't go well. Yeah. Um, I was. I actually watched the making of Fallen Order and they started that game five years ago. Oh yeah. And like, you're, I mean, what they're, they're getting P- MCC out or reach out on PC with in less than a, a year. Yeah. It feels like a year. Yeah. And I feel like that's just not enough time for a studio. Just uh, Realistically. Sure. I get they have to build like a, a, like Fallen Order had to be built from the ground, but we kind of talked about that moving these old, coded games over to PC. They kind of have to be rebuilt from the ground up too. Yeah. So I just feel like they're not giving them enough time. Question for you. Yeah. This is like totally out there. Spare with me. Okay. Hypothetical situation. If Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Okay. Or fuck it. Any Call of Duty that had both campaign and multiplayer. If that game released and the multiplayer just didn't work. Campaign worked great, but the multiplayer didn't. Straight up. Would you be mad? Interesting. I would be frustrated, but I'd be like, okay, this like in this in this age, they're yeah. gonna fix things later. That's why okay. the multiplayer, like you could get sniped with a shotgun. How that was frustrating as hell in, in modern yeah. warfare. Yes. Like that was just broken. It was. Claymore's too broken. Yeah, so there were frustrating saying, things about the COD launch. I'm just saying, if it just didn't work, if it didn't work the way it was supposed to work. 
I'd be frustrated, yeah. Okay, here's my next question, follow-up. So you'd be frustrated, but they'd fix it down the line. It is what it is, okay? Yeah. Call of Duty game comes out every year. Right. Would you go back to it? Probably not. That's exactly my point right now. So, to counter that point, Call of Duty is a new game every year. Yes. Reach is already old as hell. Correct. People who are playing it are going to be people who have been playing it on Xbox or whatever. Right. I f- that's why I'm saying MCC is too late in the cycle. Just get to infinite. That's my. Well, like, the other thing is, this is very new. Now, the game is old as shit, but this is a very new thing for people who never owned an Xbox. Sure. And are only playing on PC. So this could, it's an old game. Okay. It's old. I understand. I completely get it. But it could be quote unquote new for somebody on that side. They're fully expecting it to work. Right. And honestly, I get that from, so when Summit was streaming the the Twitch rivals. Yes. I, I, Which a was lot on of his, flight three. A lot of his chat was like, oh my God, is this out? How can we get it? But those casual people aren't going to be reading these waypoint documents. They're not going to know. They're just going to buy it and so like then you said, wouldn't expect it, be it to worse? work. Then it's going to be worse for them. Right. It I, is. Oh, it's going to be. But I feel like I f- uh, there's other games that are going to release, right? Yes. So it's like games move on. It's like one fifth of your game doesn't work. Right. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> you want to get, get down? <laughs> yeah, I get you. People will, might still stick around for Halo Two and Three. Yeah, because, because those are the ones that they're like most accustomed to. And then, oh, Reach gets fixed, maybe. Right, but then, the, hypothetically, what if they don't work either? It's true. This could be a failed launch completely, just oh, like I don't want it. And I get it. I get why people are mad because they yeah. like they want the best for Halo. Right, and, and we we've, we've experienced the disaster that was the first MC, excuse me, MCC launch on Xbox. I, I honestly feel like all this is just coming from the rush date. If they would have, I get it. There's a timeline and we get into next year's games and whatever, right. but yeah. I think we're not going to see Halo two and three, possibly, you know, four and five until maybe not, not five. They won't put five in there. No. Um, well, not yet. Yeah. They haven't said they, they don't have plans at this time to put five in MCC. Right. But you got four in ODST. Yes. I mean, the, with the amount of time it's taken them for reach, and we've talked about it many times that each game is just a little different. Yes. Will this realistically be all out by infinite? So now again, they've come out and they've said, this isn't a, it's ready when it's ready moment. This is a, they will be released staggered over 2020. Yeah. They've come out and they've said that. So, I don't know, man. And if they use that fucking excuse, I swear to God, if they come out and they say, well, Halo 2 and Halo 1 were already on PC before. So we're going to move on to Halo 3. Or or just like, I I don't want shortcuts taken. Right. None that's of us I, do. Yeah. That's all I don't want. I'm just, it's going to be frustrating. People are going to be mad. Yeah. I've accepted it. So I'm no longer mad. That's where I'm at. All right. I'll continue to be the mad one. Oh, then. Okay. I'll be mad for both of us. Sounds good. Perfect. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Derailed oh. the news. Sorry. No, you're fine. 
Okay, so progression in Reach on MCC and PC. Thank you to everyone who's given us feedback on the new progression systems in, MP- in MCC. When we looked at adding in a progression system, we knew that we needed to deliver something that preserved the spirit of Halo Reach while laying the foundation for a modern system that will grow and support multiple games. Unfortunately, we couldn't reuse any of the work from the Halo Reach progression UI and services on Xbox 360 in terms of technology as it was optimized and designed for the Xbox 360 hardware and ecosystem. We also wanted to improve aspects of the original system by separating player XP and currency, promoting gameplay in line with team goals so Griffball can return to greatness, among other playlists, reducing the grind to unlock customization, and making it clearer with what the unlock path is, along with centralizing where all the unlocks come from. We recognize that the current implementation doesn't deliver on one aspect people liked about the old system. Greater choice in the unlock order, and we look at ways to address this in the future. An early version of our progression system went live in the recent flight, and we've been analyzing the feedback and data ever since. In the early days of the flight, we noticed that even players who were playing a lot of games were not advancing through ranks as quickly as we expected. We dug into the data further and discussed what could be done. We made an update to the XP values awarded in each game mode and for each medal, and things are looking closer to what we hoped the XP progression to be. In other words, you're earning more XP now per thing you do, which is good. I like that. We are now analyzing the full flight data and making our final launch adjustments. Thank you to everyone who played and offered feedback on the earn rate of XP in the flight. Our goal is for players to unlock all the Halo Reach season items within a reasonable time frame and in far less time than it took to earn them all in Halo Reach on the 360. With respect to unlocks, we have ensured that the Halo MCC includes all content that was ever playable in Halo Reach on the 360, including the ones that were previously tied to pre-orders, limited editions, and limited time grants. We are even digging through the vault to see what else could possibly be offered at a later time. In addition, we have heard feedback about the all-new season panel we have added into Halo MCC, and we are continuing to polish and improve the presentation and interactions on this screen. In particular, we are looking to add a unique preview for each item in the season panel so it's easier to understand what exactly you receive at each tier. On the customization front, we will look to make further improvements to navigation and preview of the character armors and models in coming updates. Another important point to keep in mind is that our first season is focused on Halo Reach, but we will have more seasons in the future. When a season changes, you will not lose progress, season points, or unlocks. You'll be able to earn season points across multiple titles, even if the season is not themed for that title. What we have shown in the flight is our initial implementation of the progression systems in Halo MCC, and we'll be bringing in more ways to earn season points via challenges, along with all new items in Halo MCC in the future. We've also heard feedback that players miss the ability to choose unlock items or order. In addition to future seasons offering more ways to spend season currency, the team is investigating additional ways to offer choices in how content unlocks going forward. Please note that ranks will not correspond to item unlocks in a one-to-one fashion. Season points are currently awarded for the first 100 rank increases, and future season currency will be earned via the challenge system. Please continue to share your feedback once Halo Reach launches on December 3rd, and we'll keep you updated as work continues the, uh, the progression system in future updates. All good in my mind. I liked all of that. Okay. So I included this next segment because Bloom is a hot debated, a hotly debated topic in Halo Reach and competitive Halo in general, right? So, and again, Will, I promise you, I I windled this down, okay? So, Bloom. Because of the aforementioned friction Bloom introduced, two distinct attempts were made during Reach is sustained to adjust it. 
There were the title update, TU, settings which reduced Bloom to 85% of the default, and the Zero Bloom No Sprint, or ZBNS, settings which removed it altogether. Neither of these settings were ever applied universally, creating fragmentation in the game's matchmaking playlist lineup. Depending on a player's preferences and history with the game, they may have a very different idea of what the definitive reach experience was. For MCC, we aligned on title update being the core foundation for the game's matchmaking settings. Title update was focused on learnings from the vanilla settings, but still retained the same core mechanics and balance the game shipped with. Alterations were evolutionary rather than revolutionary. Aside from a reduction in bloom, title update settings were also introduced bleed-through, where a hit can punch through a player's shields and damage their health. There was a bug in Legacy Reach exposed by bleed-through, where a player's head took damage and was healed independently from their body, which resulted in inconsistent time to kill against players who had taken damage and then healed. We fixed this issue in MCC, so bleed-through was the natural choice given that it brings more consistency with the other titles in MCC. Title update settings are the core settings across Reach matchmaking in MCC. This applies to all core Slayer and objective categories as well as niche categories like SWAT, Snipers, and Action Sack. The only exceptions are Infection, Griffball, Invasion, and Hardcore. So, there was a Q&A here, also within this article, as to why wasn't Bloom removed from this? Why wasn't Bloom removed from this, right? There was one question that I wanted to focus on. Why not just remove Bloom everywhere? Zero Bloom is a great experience for a subset of players, but it isn't feasible for broad application beyond Horde Core. The entire sandbox was designed around Bloom. This includes everything from the precision weapons time to kill to their effective range to the relative effectiveness of other weapons. With Bloom removed altogether, a large portion of that sandbox loses its utility. That's not an issue in Hardcore, where gameplay revolves primarily around rifle battles on a limited selection of maps, but it isn't viable in the broader game. Imagine playing big team battle on an open map like Hemorrhage, Highlands, or Ridgeline with zero bloom. The DMR has three times zoom compared to the BR's two times, making it effective at a much longer range out of the box. A removal of bloom compounds this significantly. Gameplay stagnates because players pin one another down from extreme range. Players can't push out into the open, so they stay in and around their base. Close-range engagements are exceedingly rare, and the only viable weapons are, are to use rifles. Vehicles aren't viable either. Additionally, the experience becomes very inaccessible to new or less skilled players due to the enlarged skill gap. Zero Bloom is also a major departure from Reach's vanilla gameplay, alienating a portion of longtime players. Again, these are all elements which have a place in a hardcore environment, but not in the core social experience. In summary, we're delivering a more unified experience across our core matchmaking offerings while respecting vanilla and zero bloom settings in the niche areas where they work best. We appreciate the feedback we received so far during flighting and we'll continue to make adjustments and improvements in the future. So there you go. For those who wanted to know why it was never removed from the entire game, why it was there in the first place, hopefully that gives a little bit more background. In other words, I still fucking hate bloom. So future forge. Our additions here fall under two main categories. First, we're peeling back some of the restrictions around budgets and object type quotas from the original release. We're still dialing in our ex on exactly how far we can push these boundaries without negatively impacting performance or stability, and there's still hard limits on the total number of objects allowed. However, we want to enable forgers as much as possible in this area. With the ability to transfer legacy map variants to MCC coming online, we want forgers to be able to go back and make their old maps better than ever, in addition to creating incredible new ones. The second category is the addition of new objects. 
each type of block, vehicle, weapon, etc. has its own quota. In Legacy, Forge World had 89 quotas available. In MCC with, uh, with Forge, we currently have 141. Objects we've added fall under a few different categories and come from different areas of the game. Some, of Forge, some are Forge objects which are added to other maps, while others are assets which appeared in Reach's campaign or firefight. The additions cover the full spectrum of Forge object categories, including vehicles, gadgets, scenery, and structure items. Some are added for their raw visual utility to broaden the palette available to Forges when creating their maps. Others were selected due to the unique gameplay properties they offer to empower Forges to create new and unique experiences. So the reason why I included that is because we could see if Reach is the competitive thing for a short period of time before Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, blah, 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 maybe we see added Forge things? Just the fact of the matter that you have an increased quota, hopefully the stability is still there because we all know how like Halo 5 Forge maps did. They had some frame rate issues every now and again, you know, didn't really help out. So hopefully those things are mitigated in here. Input. Over the past few weeks of flighting, we've received a lot of feedback around input and feel on PC. It became evident pretty quickly that the fidelity of input required for players to feel empowered on mouse and keyboard and PvP was a great deal more than what was expected in our previous flights for campaign or firefight. We conducted an in-depth investigation in this area to identify any recent regressions and any more foundational shifts needed to meet our goals of delivering an experience which feels PC native. We, we will continue making improvements in this area well into the future. The team internally is split roughly 50-50 in preference between mouse and keyboard and a controller, and ensuring both feel natural and empowering to players is very important to us. If you want the optimal experience, there are a few other factors which are known and expected to add some amount of input delay. These are not unique to MCC. Most players can happily play with one or more of these, but for a minimum latency input experience, consider disabling or avoiding them. VSync. This can add uh, multiple ticks of delay while it waits to sync frames and avoid screen tearing. Running the game at higher than recommended settings for your hardware. It, can, it means poor performance can lead to delayed input. Use a wireless mouse. These have several milliseconds of latency while encoding, sending, and then decoding the wireless signal. New wireless mouse mice, like new gaming wireless mice don't have this issue. Um, and then various background processes and overlays. In other words, disable them and you'll probably have a better experience. Will, that's it for the regular news. A long one, I'm sorry. There's a lot of pertinent information there, though, I think. And all I can say is, dogging aside, I really hope we have a stable release. I want everyone to be happy, obviously. It's more than likely not going to happen. Nobody can, not everybody can be happy, no matter what. But yeah, I'm hopeful. Like you said, Will, even my expectations are in check. Just upset about it. We're going to play through the campaign. I hope it's a solid experience. Yeah. We can talk about Halo Reach campaign on the show. So the main things, um, sound needs to be fixed for sure. Cause it's like, yes. And it sounds even, like it's still an ongoing issue. Even if you cap, if this does become a competitive thing. Yes. If you cap the frames at 60, fine. We've had that with Xbox One X games at 60 frames. Right. But the sound, you need the sound to make important decisions. It, it ruins the experience, takes you completely out if the sound's bugged during a competitive game. Also ruins casually, too. Yeah, I mean, you just can't have fun. And if it takes you, it could take you out of the immersion and campaign. 
if the sound doesn't work correctly. Yeah. So it, it's a big deal. Yeah. Absolutely. I know the, the biggest issue with sound is on forge maps. Mm-hmm. So that could be, you know, mitigated from the campaign. Right. But we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Yes. We'll have to wait and see. I like it. Will, it's time for Will's Adventures Within the Lovers. Another game, too. But Will actually played Halo this week. So, Will. Yeah. What did you play this week? Um, Let's start with, I did play some Halo 5. Ooh, did you? Just today. Just today. Nice. Yeah. Um, How'd it go? I think I played four games total, won three of them. Nice. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, I had a, um, I got steamrolled on Plaza by uh, two sets of twos, right? Because it's limited to two players in quick play. Yeah. So two sets of twos against uh, all randos. So they had communication. We obviously didn't. Nice. It did not go well. Nope. Um, I still went positive, so nice. I'll take a I'll take a win there. Absolutely. I think I was like thirteen and twelve, with like five assists. But you were doing your part. My my teammates they they uh, I I had to heavily question some of their decisions and why they were standing where they were standing. I was betrayed twice. Also, with that, I got sniped. By my teammate because he decided to strafe right behind me as I already had a player one shot and tried to snipe him. Uh, just pull out your pistol, dude, and don't shoot me in the back. And then um, <laughs> I may have been betrayed more than that because I, oh. I died so many times after I'd killed a player and then I got naded. I feel like my teammates were just chucking nades willy-nilly. They were playing quickly. Yeah. In quick play. Yeah, they didn't know what the hell was going on. Nope. Pissed me off. But, yeah, that was the only game I lost today. So it felt good. Awesome. Again, quick play. I don't really know the span, the band of players I was playing against or whatnot, but felt good. I went. Uh, I think I. I think I did go positive in every single game. So sweetness. I'll take it. Back in the saddle. Yes. Um. Played some Modern Warfare. Did you? One game on Shoot House all week. That's all I played. Um. Someone. It was a headquarters game. Yeah. Someone was walking around with a freaking riot shield. Oh no. So I. Uh, I killed them like three times. So I, when I, I joined the game a little late, so it had already started. So first time I got them with my nade, I'm like, oh, sweet. But then I was like, you know what? I can edit my loadout. And I grabbed an RPG. Oh, no. <laughs> Go for the knees. Go for the knees. Yep. And, yep. Just kept, I would, every time I would see them walk around the corner, because they're slow with the riot shit. Oh, yeah. I'd just hide, pull out the RPG, wait for them to move a little bit, and then I'd peek. And then, yeah. That's was, awesome. Like, got, you got to get rid of that crap. Oh, yeah. Screw the riot shield, yeah. man. Um, and we won that game like 250 to 150 or something nice. like that. So Killed it. Well, good. Hell Feeling yeah. good on the first-person shooters. Awesome. And then the big game, you played it as well. We'll just... Go ahead. We'll just talk about it right here. Go ahead. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, Didn't you really hear a lot of reviews about this game? They've and, all been very good. Yes. They've all been very good, but, but like before release, yep. I didn't hear a lot about it. I really didn't even know what was going on from the E3 demo. I was like, eh, sure. I'm not really sold on this yet. Um, but picking up and playing it, it was amazing. It's great. I, Game's fantastic. I beat the whole story. Nice. Josh has not yet. I'm right there. I I know you. So you're trying to go through hundred percent the world. Yep. In my mind, I'm like, screw it. I just want the story out of it. I don't need to go find every little chest. I know the mechanics of the game. I know how it works. I feel like that's too tedious to go find all that crap. 
I don't want to waste my time doing that. Just customization options. Right. Which, one, I'm happy they had those customization options because it's not often in a Star Wars game you get to choose your lightsaber when there's a set character. Yep. Um, And then you get paint jobs for Mantis, which is your ship, and BD-1, or not BD-1, yeah, BD-1, which is the droid. And your poncho. Your poncho, or you could take your poncho off or in the outfit. So, um, yeah, platforming, good combat. Yep. I I don't know. Game's great. It's it's a really good game. It's a really good game. I enjoyed it. I just wanted to keep playing it. Yes. I beat it. I just wish there was more story. See, so this is why I'm going through and I'm 100%ing these planets. Because once I finish the story, You're gonna I'm done. The game will be uninstalled unless something else comes out down the line for it, but I doubt it. In which case, once I'm done, I'm done. And this is this is heavy game of the year territory for me now. So I'm trying to get these things completed as much as I possibly can. This game being one of them, and it's already going to be on my list. I can guarantee you that. Uh, but yeah, I'm just I want to make sure I go through, get everything, and see if there's any customization thing that I'm missing that makes my shit look cooler than it already is. Because there's a lot of the stuff that doesn't look cool at all. Yeah, a lot of the paint jobs look bad. Like, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Like no matter what color your poncho is, it's never good. So, I don't which means know. I took it off. I, there was one I found, and I don't know if you have it. What? It's called Commando. What color is it? Green and, like, green and brown, I leafy. Might, I don't know. Either way, it's it's the poncho from episode six. Oh. That they wear on um, the planet where it all ends. I can, I'm forgetting. I'm blanking on the name. But it's the, the, the poncho the rebels wear. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to wear that the whole game. It's so not I, Endor, is it? Might be. Forest Moon of Endor. Nice wow. job. You know what's funny? I have no idea why that word popped into my head. I have no idea why that popped in my head. We haven't even watched episode six yet. No, it's uh, next week. Like, we watched five yesterday. Yeah, we watched five yesterday, for those who care. But yeah. Wow, I can't believe... Nice job. Man, I'm so smart. <laughs> no, just kidding. But yeah, um, yeah, definitely game of the year material. Yep. Um, there's a few things I would change. I wish I, or the, I wish they would have, but, uh, like what? Well, you talked about it here is, uh, the spawn or, yes. or fast. There's no fast travel. There's short quote unquote shortcuts. Yes. But you still have to walk through a majority of the level to get to them. So in this regard, I am not surprised that you don't want to go back and look for these things because I like, so, uh, the beautiful part about the map that you can bring up is that Per little area of that planet, it'll tell you the percentage that you have. And it'll tell you how many chests that you have or how many you need, how many secrets you have or how many you need, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't tell you where they are, just tells you how many how many there are. So what I'll do is I will pull up a YouTube video like, hey, here's the chest or the secret because I've already been through the planet once or twice already, right? So I don't want to waste my time and fucking just go searching and searching and searching again when I've already been through it. And it's not very open in a sense that you can always come back to where you were. There are very set paths that you have to follow within the area, mm-hmm. right? So if you miss one, you might have to walk all the way exactly. around. So I look up a YouTube video for that specific area, follow it to a T. Okay, I can move on. Simple as that. 
But like you said, it's annoying because the the only quote unquote fast travel that you have is when you get into your ship and you go to your next planet. Like there's no there's no interplanetary fast travel. Okay. But what have been cool is because Will and I talked about this uh not during this recording, but this game heavily takes from the Souls games in terms of combat, because you do counters, you do parries, you learn enemies' moves and move sets, you get out of their way, you go in, hit them a couple times, go back, so on and so forth, right? The same thing that applies here is in Dark Souls and Bloodborne and whatnot, you had what were, um, like in Dark Souls specifically, you had bonfires, right? Those bonfires you could use as fast travel points to other bonfires that you've unlocked, okay? In Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, you have meditation spots. These meditation spots are literally the exact same thing as a bonfire in Dark Souls. In a sense where if you rest, all enemies in that area respawn, all la Dark Souls. You can upgrade your skills and do all that stuff. Or you could just leave the location, right? But there's no fast travel between those meditation points. That would have made things so much better and easier to get around because yes, these shortcuts exist, but they don't help you that much at all. They really don't. And I don't believe, do they show up on your map as shortcuts once you've unlocked them or does it just show the path again? It just shows the path. Yeah. So it doesn't so even tell you if it's a shortcut. Yep, you got to kind of just know. Yeah. And that's, I mean, there aren't many locations in the game. So you do go back to these places pretty frequently but again, that's that's a, that is another one of my little complaints here is that since you go back so often, it's and since the areas that you're in are linear in nature, where you have a set path that you go down, it's it's just it can get annoying, get repetitive. Um, but no, overall, I'm like uh, overall I like the game a lot. It's scratching that itch that I wanted. It sounds unbelievably good. It looks unbelievably good. The story's pretty great so far. Even though, like, so one of the sisters, you know, you can predict who she is from a mile away. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, you can see that coming from a mile away. And once it was once it was announced, I was like, yeah, I knew ever since she basically started talking that that's who this was. Right. Okay. But that's fine. Um, you know what I will say when you go to, what is it? When you go to Kashyyyk the second time, that's when the game like really starts getting good. Yeah, I can agree. Yeah. But you, so when you first start playing that game, there's like one or two kind of bombastic moments, right? Then when you get like to that midway point, they really come at you. Well, yeah. Uh, um. I guess I don't want to spoil the story. Yeah, that's what I'm story. trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep it as low but as possible. It, they do that for a reason. Yeah. And um, I don't want to, if I, if I, if I say it now, it's going to spoil. So I'm going to keep it in. Okay. But we can talk after the recording sure. here. So. Yes. Um, but no, overall, I think the game's fantastic. Uh, depending upon, I might put in an hour or two tonight. So we'll see how far I get, but. I have one more, well, technically, two more planets to 100%. One of which I'm going to do right now before I go to the next one to get to the near the end of the game. Okay. And yeah, 
That's that. And then the only other game I played was Pokemon Sword and Shield. And to keep this brief, so I put on here that, so I've been playing for more than a few hours, okay? Yet I've I've yet to go to the first major town in the game. If you played a Pokemon game, you go to the first town pretty quickly. It's because I've been in the wild area the whole time. Catching Pokemans the whole time. Man. So, so the wild area is this giant place with different zones. And depending upon the badge that you have determines whether or not you can catch the Pokemon that are in said zone or they're going to rock in one hit. Okay. So I've gone around the entire wild area, gone to every one of the zones and I've caught like over 30 new, like 30 different Pokemon already. And I'm not even the first fucking town yet. So I guess my question is you've gone to those zones where they're going to rock you in one hit. Yeah. But you just catch them. No, nope, does... you cannot catch them. Okay. Yep. They're too high level for you. So how are you getting Pokemon in those zones? What so I'm doing? not getting them in those zones. There are certain zones where you can, where you're, where so you're just at the... what, what you have unlocked, you're going through. Yes, that is correct. Got it. I was a little confused. No, it's fine. And, and the, the reason why I've caught so many already is because the, the weather and seasons change like day and night as well. So that means different Pokemon come all the time. Even in the beginning zone that you start off in, like they just keep coming. And I'm like, I'm just going to keep catching them. Okay. Are you rocking fire Pokemon? I know that's your thing. Oh, come on. Duh. Absolutely. I picked the, pick the fire starter. Cause duh, even though I think the, you know what? I'm going to say it because I've seen the evolutions of the starters. I think the grass starter has the best final evolution. I've, um, I've watched a couple people play and the grass starters moves too. Yeah. The way they, they go seem really powerful. And see, I've always chosen the fire starter and because the grass starter can go die in a fire for all I care. Uh, <laughs> but no, seriously, it's see, I've always, I've always been water. See, and that's the thing. It's usually those two, right? Nobody picks the grass starter. Yeah. No one. But I see the final evolution of this grass. I'm like, God damn. Boom. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, but no game's fun. It's very fun so far. Caught a lot of Pokemans. I'm liking it. Got to catch them all. Got to catch them all. Pokemon. Nice. Thank you. That's all I played. Hey, Will. Yeah. It's time for some shout outs. <laughs> Happy belated birthday to I Got Your Pistola and not on the same day, but and the Xbox One and the Xbox 360. So the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One were November 22nd. And then uh, Pistola had his birthday earlier. I wonder if that if the November 22nd is going to be Scarlet's release too. Could be. Next it, year, it November 22nd. It definitely could be. It wouldn't surprise me. It, it really wouldn't surprise no, me. No, me either. No, because Infinite's coming out that same day too. So we going we gonna to wait and see. Well, that's it for the shout-outs. It's time for some community creations. So we have Meme Saturday. Wish it was Monday. It's never going to be Monday again. Maybe. Maybe that's what we can get angry about, Will. Let's go on Twitter and let's start ranting that Meme Saturday isn't Meme Monday anymore. Sure. We could be the change we want to see in the world, Will. Bring back Meme Mondays. That's it. That's going to be our, it's going to be our, uh, what is it? 
I don't know what I'm getting at. All right. And then we have the Halo Community Spotlight by Snickerdoodle over on HaloWaypoint.com. And then if High Tech Rednecks post hers, if she posts her clips of the week on YouTube, we'll include it in here as well. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. Will! Yeah. That's it for the community creations, which means that's basically it for the show, which means, Will, it's time for you to plug the show. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Search for HDS Pro Talk. As you know, we're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Podcasts. You can join the Discord, join the community discussion. Lots of great conversation going on over there. People are constantly posting in the IRL general channels. There's uh, Halo tournament discussions. There's just other games discussions. Whatever you want, go talk about it in Discord. You can join our Xbox Club or Spartan Company. Search for us on your Xbox. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Mixer, and Esportspedia. Come check us out. Leave us a follow. Press like. Whatever you want. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. That's what that's what the YouTubers say, Is that say, what right? they say? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, click that bell for notifications. Boom! There <laughs> it is! We're the real... Like, we're, we're, we're there. We did it. We got it. Yep. We are officially... Thanks for listening. Josh, what's on the next episode? On the next episode of HCS Pro Talk, we have the HCS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket, or HPT, say ASB for short. Matchup number four results. Again, that's Snakebite versus APG. That's what we talked about this week. Remember to go vote on Twitter. What time, Will? Uh, noon Central, Wednesday. Boom shakalaka. And then we also have the HCS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket or HPT say SB for short. Matchup number five. Discussion. It's going to be Renegade going up against Hook. This should be good as well. I think this will be a good one. This will be exciting. Yes. Two new guys coming in. The young blood coming in. One is super excited to see if maybe Reach is going to be the next events. One's competing at the top of their level in Call of Duty now. But they both made their start in Halo 5. We're going to talk about it next week. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 102 of HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. And, uh, yeah, that's that's all I got. You know what? I'm just going to say this. So, Will edited it out, thankfully. But uh, you know how we made jokes about me having a fucking hydro flask? Yeah. Okay. So, I spilled mine. On Will's carpet. <laughs> in the middle of the recording. In the middle of the show. And uh, I'll give a hint. You know what? I'll give brownie points if somebody could figure out when this happened. Because, again, Will edited this out. So I'm going to give a hint. It's during the HCS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket discussion of this episode. Is when the tip happened. <laughs> and uh, so for those who don't know, I'm drinking... Crystal, fruit punch crystal light out of it, okay? I, I, just, I just don't like regular water. I'm a heathen. And it's like, it's red. It's it's dark red, okay? So I spilled it. I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, shit. And it's just this pool of red that's on his carpet. We got it up, though. It's fine. We, we paused the recording. I'm sorry, I'm rambling on this. I just thought it was so funny that it happened. Yeah. Not, not cool that it happened, but just...
It's a funny situation. Yeah. I yeah. can laugh at it. Right. Okay. Thank you. Hydro flask show conversation, <laughs> giving you shit about it. And now the hydro flask takes its revenge. And <laughs> it fought back. It fought back on your carpet. Oh. But hey, you know what? Come, come this time next week, I may not have hydro flasks anymore. Why? I may have Yetis instead. What are you going to do with your hydro flasks? You want it? Shun, are you going to shun them away? No more? No. I mean, if you want it, I'll give it to you. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with a hydro flask. Drink out of it. It's made. a water bottle. See, I'm, And I oop. So, so I've been looking for a water bottle at work as well. Oh, sure. <laughs> but I'm going to get so much crap if I bring one of those to work. Do people know what that is? I'm, I'm, I would think so. Maybe. Maybe not. Let me just say this. I literally had no idea what the what the I'm not even sure significance of hydro flask was. Yeah. I had no idea. I googled what is the best insulated water bottle that I can get. Okay? It's it's kind of unfortunate that right. that stigma right goes along with such a great product. Exactly. And it it's done me very well. I've appreciated it very much. Now, why might I switch to Yeti? Well, they're dishwasher safe. Fully. 100%. Hydro flasks are not. Reason why is because they have a powder coating on the outside. They scratch. It can flake. Dishwashers can ruin them. Okay? So, Yetis are 100% dishwasher safe. It says it all over their website. All the reviews say it. It's perfectly fine. And I do... A, a, a problem that I've had with not only the hydro flask here, but uh, a problem I've had with um, blender bottles. So I got the vacuum insulated blender bottle as well because I sip my drink throughout my day. I don't down it in one go. Okay. So they have a gasket on the top, right? A little silicon gasket. Now I clean it every day. I clean my water bottle every day, but their bacteria can get on the inside of that gasket. And specifically for the hydro flask here, I just have the standard twist top. Like it's hard. It's hard as fuck to get that gasket out to clean in there with the Yeti. It wouldn't be that issue, especially considering it's dishwasher safe. So sorry to go on about that, but in case you guys are interested in getting a water bottle, might I recommend a Yeti and hashtag not an ad hashtag not an ad. And I actually, I wish they were, I wish we were sponsored by them because, um, you can customize their stuff too. So like oh. we could get HCS pro talk. Yeti bottles. Yeah, we could. Wow. The reason why I know that is because not only does their website say it, but my work, we all, if you worked there for like three years or something, you got a, um, Yeti insulated mug and it's branded with the company's logo has my name on it and everything. Pretty cool. Looks very high quality. So I would love, obviously I'd pay full price for it. I would love an HCS ProTalk Yeti bottle. And maybe I'll have it. I'll show you. And Yeti, get at us! You know, if we want these partnerships to start happening, it needs to be the other way around. Nope, they need to come to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I am I mean, so high profile. In a perfect world, right? Exactly. Uh, okay, discussion aside. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to episode 102 of HCS Pro Talk, including Hydro Flask versus Yeti at the very end.
I want to thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. We're going to talk about some more Halo. Stay tuned. But until then, bye-bye!